Hey everyone, Gina Wharton, CWP Ministries. I have a thought that I want to share tonight. We've been having a revival, and so tonight the preacher was preaching about Jesus and Lazarus and several different points, but he said a little phrase that I can't get over. And it comes out of the book of John, chapter 11. And he said three words. Trusting God's win. W-H-E-N. Trusting his win. When it's going to happen. The timing of God. And he brought out something in John, chapter 11, that I've never paid attention before to and I have got to talk about it tonight because I cannot get it off my mind. In verse 6, John eleven six, 6, it says, When he had heard, Jesus had heard, therefore that he was sick, meaning Lazarus. So when Jesus had heard that Lazarus was sick, he abode two days, still in the same place where he was. And I just sat there awestruck in church tonight. Jesus did not rush to Lazarus. Jesus stayed where he was, knowing what was going on in Lazarus' life, knowing what his family was feeling, the emotions, the fear, the sadness. Knowing all that that was going on, Jesus did not rush to get there to fix it. He stayed where he was two more days after they came and told Jesus. And when the preacher said, you have to trust God's win, W-H-E-N. I have heard, you know, trusting God's timing. I've heard that my whole Christian life. Being patient of where you are. You know, waiting on God. His timing's perfect. We all know that. But when he said this little phrase, trusting God's win, I just can't get it off my mind. We are so quick to make quick decisions. And I am so, so guilty. You know, especially as ladies and men alike, you know, men being the head of the home, they're fixers, they need to fix everything. But then me and moms, mothers, wives, you know, just ladies in general, we learn to fix things as well. And when we know something's wrong, our automatic thing to do in the life of whether it's somebody we love, whether it's a problem going on in the family, whether it's personal, whatever it is, we automatically want to rush and fix that thing. I know I do. If I know something's wrong, I'm going to rush and fix it. But what would happen if I stopped, sat back, I did what Jesus did, I just literally, like it said, he abode two days. What if I just abode? What if I just wait? And I trusted God's win. Knowing that his timing is absolutely perfect. 
Like, what if we just trusted God's win instead of saying, God, when is this going to happen? You know, when are you going to give me my miracle? When are you going to answer my prayer? When are you going to send the right man for me? When are you going to, you know, let me have a baby? When are you going to, um, you know, put me in your service, put me in your real life? So many wins and your win's going to be different than my win. But what if we trusted God's win? What if we fully put it, our trust instead of fearing about it and stressing about it and crying about it all the time? And what if we took all of those emotions and all of those fears and everything that conquers us and really ends up controlling our life on a daily basis? What if we trusted his win? His win is perfection. His win brings joy. His win brings healing. His win brings completion. His win brings answers to prayer. What does our wins do? I don't know about y'all, but I can, I've sat back and literally it's only been a couple of hours, but I have sat back and I've thought about what has Gina's wins done? Well, I can tell you what they've done. They caused fear, they caused anxiety, they caused depression, they caused heartbreak, they caused brokenness. Um, they caused rushing before God, which is absolutely insane. It has caused pure chaos in my life sometimes because G Gina did it when Gina wanted to do it. When Gina wanted to do it, it was done. And I could go back and there's many things that I would fix, I would redo, but the thing is, is that it was Gina's win. It wasn't God's win. And if you keep reading in John 11, even though they, that Jesus abode two days, when they knew that Lazarus family, in the verse above it, it says, now Jesus loved Martha, her sister, and Lazarus. He loved their whole family, just like he loves me and you. But he still aboded for two days knowing that they needed him. And I'm here to tell you, even though God's win might not be today for you, it doesn't mean that his win's never going to come. Everybody says in this story I've heard my whole life, four days late. There's a song about it, you know. They were asking, you know, you're four days late, God. God is never late. His wins are perfect. His timing is perfect. And I don't know what in the world you're waiting on. Your miracle, your answer to your prayer, whatever that big thing is that you have been waiting on, trust God's win. Do not trust in your win. Because your win's going to be wrong. And a lot of times I've thought that, you know, my win brought temporary satisfaction. Temporary joy. Temporary happiness. But it was not that full miracle that I needed. It was not that full joy. That full happiness. That full answer that I needed. Because only God can give me that. Only God's win can give me that. And so many times we jump ahead of Jesus 
we jump ahead of his win because we think that we know better and we jump ahead of him and it's not perfection. You know, they thought that Jesus was four days late here and he wasn't four days late. God just knew when he wanted it done. And when God's win happened, he raised Lazarus from the dead. Literally, he raised him from the dead. And so many times we don't trust God's win. We say we do. It sounds good. Our words sound so good, but our actions are completely different. Our actions are not trusting God. It's trusting ourselves. So many times my actions are trusting Gina's decisions or Gina's wins or Gina's emotions. They're not trusting God's. What would happen if I completely gave him full control of everything, not just what I pick out and want him to have control over, but what would happen if I fully let go of everything and I gave God all the decisions in my life, the little ones, the mid-size, the big ones, whatever, and I let go of everything and trusted his win in every aspect of my life, how would it change? I'm telling you right now, your life and my life would change. Miracles would happen. Healing would happen. Prayers would be answered if we would just get out of the way and trust his win. He's never late, ever. And so many times we're like, God, where are you at? Well, he hasn't gone anywhere. So many times we walk away. He's right where we left him. So if I'm here to tell you anything, and I don't even know how long this podcast is going to be, trust his win. Trust his win. He doesn't work on our timeline. And oh my gracious, if he did, I'm so thankful he don't work on my timeline. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if God worked on my timeline, we would be in trouble. We would be in trouble. You know, my, you know, my son the other night, he was preaching. He said, thank God for unanswered prayers. And I've said this many times. I'm very thankful for unanswered prayers. And I'm thankful that God did not go off what I wanted in life and my wins and bring them to fruition in my life. I'm very, very thankful for that. And I just want to trust his win, you know, in my life. And there's things that I'm praying for. I know that there's things you're praying for. I know many women right now that are praying for the right man in her life. And there might be a man listening that's praying for the right woman in his life. Trust God's win. That is such a huge decision. And we're going to do a podcast on that soon when God gives me the liberty to do it. But we treat marriage like it's a fad anymore. It's not even serious. It's not taken seriously anymore. And it's just like a fad and um, trust God's win. Trust God's win. I know ladies right now that are suffering with, you know, being able to conceive and have a child. And so many times it's just because maybe it's just not God's win. It's not his time right now. Put faith and trust in that. Put faith and trust. If I can tell you anything, 
Don't let it control your everyday emotions and your everyday decisions. Trust in his win. His timing is perfect. There might be some under the sound of my voice that, you know, have been grieving and you don't know how not to grieve anymore. Trust is win. Answer prayer. Salvations of people that we love. Whatever it is in your life, job related, family related, whatever it is, and you're like, God, when is it going to stop? When are you going to answer my prayer? Healing. When are you going to heal me? Whatever it may be, trust his win. He never, ever, ever makes a mistake. God is good at being God. What do I always say? We just have to allow him to be. Are you going to trust him? Are you going to trust his win? You see, Lazarus' family thought that Jesus had forsaken him. Four days late, his body stinketh at this point. He was starting to rot. And I'm going to be honest with you. If I have a family member and I have prayed for their healing and they pass away and, you know, it's four days past, we're just, you know, God's taken them to glory. He healed them in another fashion. But God didn't do that here. Jesus went and raised him from the dead. I always, well, I've started praying, especially in my ministry. God, please do something. So big, like at the conference coming up. God, please do something so big at this conference that no human can take credit for. Do something that only you can take credit for. Well, I'm going to tell you right now. No human can take credit for raising up somebody from the dead. That is Jesus all over it. That has his name written all over it. That's what he did. He can do that. He's the only one that can do that. There are things in my life that only Jesus can answer. There are things in your life that only Jesus can do. So why don't we change our prayer? You know what, God? I'm going to trust you to do this thing that's standing in front of me, this miracle that I need and whatever aspect it is. But when you do it, do it so powerful that I can't even take credit for it. No man can take credit for it. Only you. We know that it has your name written all over it. When Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, it has his name written all over it. Nobody else could have done that. And personally, I honestly think that Jesus abode there two more days just to say, you know what? Only I can do this. Only the one true God can raise up somebody that has been dead for four days and can raise them from the dead. And those are the miracles that I need in my life. Those are the miracles that you need in your life. But to get those, we have to trust in God's win. We have to trust his timing. Because just like in verse 5, it says he loves you. Jesus loves you. The preacher was preaching at night and talking about that simple song that Jesus loves me. I used to sing it in church. And he's right. It is a kid's song. But there's no greater song than Jesus loves me. Because I don't know about you, but I don't deserve to be loved by an almighty God. I have failed him. I fail him daily. I'm unfaithful when he's faithful. There's so many things, and he knows. What's that verse? 
um, and I'm going to paraphrase it here. Even if you think it, you've so done it, oh, I'm in trouble. I'm going to tell you, because my thoughts sometimes, I'm, I'm telling you, even if, if you've done it, so you thought it, I'm in trouble. But I'm going to tell you right here, to know that he loves me so very much, not only that he would send his only son to die for me if I'd have been the only one. Take that, put it to the side for a second. But to know that he cares about these things that are so huge in my life and so huge in your life, and to somebody else they might be small, but to us they are mountains. And to think that an almighty God loves me so much despite of all the things that I've done wrong and despite how I fail him every single day that he cares about doing that miracle in my life. And the only thing that I have to do, he didn't ask me to be perfect. He didn't ask me to not make mistakes. The only thing he has done is ask me to trust his win. Trust his timing. Trust his plan. But what I want you to understand by doing that, by trusting his win, by trusting his timing, and by trusting his plan, it might not always meet up to ours. That's probably one of the hardest things. Not that we don't trust that God's plan is the best thing for our lives. But so many times we put all of our eggs in a one basket of life. That God, if you don't give me this one miracle, this one thing that I'm praying for, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I don't know about you, but there have been times that I have prayed for something and it's almost my whole life revolved about that one prayer. And I don't know what I would have done if I wouldn't have gotten that one prayer, that one miracle, that one answer, that one win. Like, I don't know what I would have done. And then God, like in the book of Deuter Deuteronomy, it says, you know, he's already gone before us and done it all anyway. He knows what's coming ahead in our lives. And then what happens is God doesn't do exactly what I wanted when I wanted it. He comes over from left field, throws a touchdown that I never even thought was possible. Because I was so consumed over here with what I thought should happen, my plan, my win, my prayer, that God's over here doing so much greater. I just wanted to win this one little game. I just wanted to succeed in this one little game. God's over here winning the Super Bowl for me. Because it's all about his time his plan, his win. And what we have to realize is sometimes we get so wrapped in the one little game in front of us. We've got to just win this one game, God. We've, we've got to do this one thing, my plan, my win, my timing. It's my, 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 my. And God's over here going, girl, let go. Your little one game, I got you over here conquering the whole Super Bowl. But you've got to trust my win, my time, and my plan. Because 
you think the little game is perfection for you. And if you win that little game, it's going to get you what you need to get there. But if you would just trust me in what I have planned for your life, you will conquer everything and so much more. I don't know if that helped you, but I'm telling you, it has helped me since I heard the pastor say, trusting God's win. Right now, God might be doing John chapter 11, verse 6 in your life. He might be aboding. He might just be patiently staying exactly where he's at because you and I aren't ready for the big Super Bowl win yet. We're not ready for his time, his plan, or his win. But there's going to come a moment in your life you keep being faithful, you keep trusting God, you keep being obedient, you be faithful to his word, to his plan, to his house. You keep doing what you're supposed to do. And I'm going to tell you right now, God's plan, when, and timing is coming. Do not give up. Stay in the battle. Stay in the game. Stay in the fight. Trust God's win. Because if we trust ours, we're going to fail. But if we trust God's win, W-H-E-N, we will always W-I-N. Trust God's win and you will always win. Dear Heavenly Father God, I want to thank you for this reminder tonight. Thank you, God, for speaking to me. Thank you for helping me through these three words. I pray, Lord, that I will trust your win in my life. So, God, I will win for you. Help us to be patient. Help us to know that your timing is perfect. Help us to trust your win in every aspect of our lives, no matter what we're praying for, no matter what we're waiting on. God, I pray that you would help us trust your win in all things. Help us to be faithful to your calling, faithful to your house, faithful to your word, and faithful to pray and talk to you. God, help us to do our part. And while we're being patient and waiting, God, knowing that you're planning on winning the Super Bowl for us. I love you with every aspect of my life. God, I love you. I pray, Lord, that you would help us be exactly what we need for you. God, you're good at being God. We just have to let go of the reins in our life and trust your win. I love you. I pray, Lord, for everybody under the sound of my voice, Lord, that whatever they need today, God, Lord, that you'd give it to them. If they don't know you as their personal Savior, that they would come and ask you into their heart. God, if they just have a broken heart and they need you to heal it, I pray, Lord, that you would do just that. Maybe they're driving down the road, God, and they just need you to wrap your loving arms around them. Maybe there's a tired mom, a tired wife, a tired husband, a tired dad. Maybe there's just a single mom out there, Lord, that's just trying to make it happen. Or somebody single, God, that just doesn't know what, they're, what you're doing in their life. Whoever it is listening tonight, God, I pray that you give them exactly what they need. Fulfill that void in their heart, Lord, and know, Lord, that nobody can comfort and give peace like you can. 
We're going to trust your win. I love you. Thank you for being a God. In your precious name, amen.